Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. Thank you so much for watching us today or listening to us. My name is Bruce Johnson. I'm joined here in the wonderful state of South Dakota with my good friend Joseph Lassiter. Hello. We're also joined by my brother Jacob Johnson in Pennsylvania. So... Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. That's our show's website. We've got all sorts of stuff on there. Follow us on Rumble, Gab TV, and Odyssey if you want to see all of our content and not just the censored content that YouTube allows us to post. YouTube is bad. Rumble is good. How's that? Pretty good assessment of our situation right there. Just summed all of that up. Uh, email us at trdshow at protonmail.com if you just want to send us an email ranting about how bad YouTube is. We would love that rant, and we might, might even read some of those on the show. So, you know, send us some emails. By the way, today is Topic Friday. Woo! Topic Friday. It's also our 50th episode. Woo! Exciting stuff, right? Yeah, clapping seals time. There we go. All right. Very exciting. Episode number 50. Yes. Also Topic Friday, which means the obligatory send us your emails for topics message that I have to give everybody every Friday because we still haven't gotten any emails from people with topics. That means if you can hear me and you haven't sent an email yet, hit the pause button and send us an email at at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, send us an email. We want to hear from you. Couldn't they just leave it in the comments? They could leave it in the comments. Wouldn't that be cool? On Rumble, not YouTube, because that video might get taken down and we'll never see your comment again. So leave it on Rumble. Or go to our website, trdshow.net, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and send us a message that way. There's all sorts of ways for you to contact us. Start using some of them. We'd love to hear from you. But our topic today is a huge one. I mean, we've talked about some pretty tricky topics before. This one... This is, this is top bar, okay? This week, we are talking about the Ten Commandments in real life. This is kind of an overarching series, the Ten Commandments in real life, that we're going to be uh, discussing moving forward, the Ten Commandments in real life. But today, we are talking about Commandment 1. You shall have no other gods before me. Before we get into that massive topic, I'm going to pass it on over to Joe, who's going to talk about our verse for the week. 1 Corinthians 8, 6. There is, no, or there is one God, the Father, from whom all things flow, and from whom we exist, uh, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things and through whom we exist. Nice. All righty. Thank you very much. Okay, so let's get into, you know, we... I do have to provide some context, actually, for that verse, because I usually do that. And if I didn't, people would be confused. Probably not, but I like to think that context helps. Um, especially, like, sometimes I've had people ask, like, how, why do you pick those verses? Why do you pick the verses you do? So I like to provide context and kind of answer that question preemptively before people ask it. Um, this verse we've talked about at length on our Wednesday episode and our Friday, or on our Monday episode. We haven't talked about it on our Friday episode yet, but... There is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist. I mean, that right there actually ties in, I think, really well into our discussion topic today, what we're going to be discussing, which is Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. And this was actually where I got the inspiration, I think, for this verse, where I thought of it. I was like, oh, this would be a really good verse to tie into our discussion topic, but also 
verse of the week. Let's talk about it the whole week, right? There is one God from whom are all things and for whom we exist. Why do we exist? What is the fundamental reason for our existing, right? To glorify God and enjoy him forever is the answer to that question. So, you know, the, the foundation, I'm going to kick things off with this. The foundation of the first commandment to me is not just that we shouldn't have an idol or a thing we worship that is not the true and living God, right? I think we can all agree that this goes, uh, it's, it's not quite that because why would there be a second commandment that talks directly about idol worship if the first commandment weren't talking about something kind of different than idol worship, right? I think the first commandment goes a little bit deeper and it's talking about something slightly different than just idol worship because that's what commandment two is talking about. So to me, it's not just that we shouldn't have an idol or a thing we worship uh, that is not the true and living God. The second commandment addresses the issue of idol worship uh, pretty well. I think this goes a lot deeper, right? Uh, than just how we spend our time. I'm going to talk about um, Brackle for a second. Brackle in his series on systematic theology called The Christian's Reasonable Service. And actually, I, I have this book right here, which is it's a really good series. Um, that's what the cover looks like if you're watching us. If you're listening to us, you're very confused. This is the sound a book makes on a microphone. So... You wanted to know that. I know you did. So this is, <laughs> this is a really, really good series on systematic theology to look into uh, and invest into if you're looking for uh, something like that. But I kind of use that in my research for some of these things. Um, and by the way, I'm going to monologue for just like two more minutes, I swear. And then we're going to discuss. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of setting this up, framing the question. So um, Brackle in this series talks about how there are lots of small g gods that reflect some of the characters of the god who created them, right? But they are ultimately just mere reflections. Brackle brought up 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verses 5 through 6, which is our verse of the week, which says, for although there may be, uh, there may be, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't the verse of the week, my bad. <laughs> but the verse says, for although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, those are both in quotes, by the way, small g gods and small g lords. Yet for us, there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. So that was that last bit was the verse of the week, right? So Brackle mentioned things like the civil government, which reflects the justice of God, or the angels, who reflect the wisdom, glory, and power of God, and explained that while these things may reflect some of the attributes of God, they must never replace God or be honored as him in our minds, right? So we can think about some of these things and the things on earth, and let me know if you, by the way, if you agree or disagree, if you'd like to add something to this, but my overarching idea here is, and Brackles as well, is that there are lots of things on earth that reflect God and his glory, right? There are, for instance, a, a properly run civil government should reflect the justice of God. When, um, I don't know, a musician or an artist creates beauty that way, they're reflecting God and his beauty, right? They're reflecting those things, but they aren't God himself, they're reflections of it. But we need to be careful that we don't look at those reflections and make that into a God. We don't worship that as the true and living God, right? Which leads into the topic of how do we rightly honor God? And I think this is what 
I would like to discuss with you all today. This, I think, brings us to the point where we can start opening this up a little bit. How do we keep ourselves from treating small g gods, which reflect the attributes of the true and living God, as replacements of our creator? So here we go. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So this is telling us, answering our question, how do we rightly honor God? Here's how we do it. Here's how we keep those things small g gods from becoming replacing in our minds or hearts or souls or strength replacing the true and living god here's how we do it mark 12 30 so before i move on to those four things i'm going to open up the floor what would you guys like to add to the conversation any thoughts things you'd like to add uh i think a point that multiple um pastors bring up when they're talking about this is are there any other things in your life which take up more time than you spend in devotions or mm. praying yeah. uh, in a godly manner? Yeah. So really, are you making those things, giving those things more of your time than you would be to God? Mm. Um, yep. And I mean, let's, we look at work, all right? So I think even... In our work, if we are thinking that throughout our work, thinking that this is, we are trying to honor God through this, I think at least a little bit, it would be giving that time sort of to God as well. Mm. I don't know. Do, would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if your work becomes something that is ahead of God, yeah, and that also right. if, you, if you don't spend, you don't find ways to use your work for God's glory then yeah, that can definitely be something that becomes an idol. And if it's not working toward the advancement of his kingdom or glorification of him or edifying for his saints, then yeah, that, that can easily become an idol. And I think that actually plays in well to strength, right? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? And I think that strength is really important there. And I'll discuss that a little bit litter as we go but work that was that's a really good point to to make there jake a point that i kind of have thought about over the years is there have been people who all they do is listen to some documentary some some famous christian who mm. who likes to um or they like to listen to so many sermons and they're like Okay, my day is completely filled with yeah. sermons. And again, when with those things, we need to be cautious too, because what if some of those sermons are straying you from mm. from scripture, and and then you're making just listening to sermons or documentaries yeah. or professors, Christian professors, and, and you're turning that into an idol then of themselves yes. instead of actually looking into the word studying the word for yourself you're you're taking the um words of these other people and saying this is true because this is what they said they studied the word but we as ourselves need to also be in the word by our, uh on mm. our own as well that's a really good point and um that ties in really nicely to soul when we talk about the soul and how to love god with your soul that plays in very well because a, a huge part of that 
is that the word of God is refreshing to our souls. And that in order to love God with our souls, we need to be in the word. We need to be reading it constantly. We need to be praying, right, to refresh our souls and to worship him with our soul, which we're going to talk about in a minute. That's a huge, huge part of that. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? I feel like I cut you off. Sorry. That's kind of the main thing because I I know several people who that's all they do. Yeah. Eat. um, They get up. They listen to something. They eat. They listen to something while they're eating, (laughs) while they're working. And I mean, kind of putting off family time too. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're so. That's not God honoring either. Mm -mm, That's what God says is important. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're 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 pushing off and is that not having other other any other gods you're 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 following the word of the one true god Mm. right and so you're you can be giving that time to god through doing everything you do as unto the lord Mm. right yeah so I, i think that's another aspect of it that's uh yeah and that's also a verse that i'm gonna talk about when i get to strength and that's a huge part and all that you do which is our wrap-up, what we use when we wrap up every episode and all that you do, do is unto the Lord, right? We derived that from a verse. Um, so we'll be bringing that up as well. Yeah. Really good initial thoughts. That was great. Well, let's let's dive in on, on some of these things, okay? So our question, just as a reminder, our question is, how do we rightly honor God, right? How do we keep ourselves from treating small g gods, things that reflect God, right? but aren't actually him, how do we keep them from replacing our creator? So again, Mark 12, 30 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. So obviously these four things are separate things that are all part of a person. So the Imago Dei, the image of God that is in every single one of us has these four key elements. So what do these mean when you break them down, right? So first of all, the first one is heart. Uh, in most places in scripture, when the heart is talked about, it's usually referring to our emotions or our intents and our desires kind of in the moment. What are our intents right now? What are our emotions? What are we um, actively trying to do at the, at the time, right? So Psalm chapter 13, verse two says, how long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? So there we're seeing two, we're seeing the soul and the the heart being distinct. And when I originally started researching for this uh, discussion topic, I, I, did you guys share this as well? Um, It seemed like the lines between heart and soul were kind of blurred. It's like, oh, what? What is the soul as opposed to heart? Like, how are these things different? Was am I the only one who thought that? Or you yeah, guys? I you thought guys that too. too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the heart is our emotions, and here in Psalm thirteen two, David is separating this and saying, "How long must I take counsel in my soul, and then, and have sorrow in my heart?" So, sorrow is obviously an emotion that's in our heart. So those two things are different. Jeremiah 17, 9, however, warns us about our heart. And it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So there's a bit of a warning attached to that. Desperately wicked. Who can know it, right? When we run our lives on our emotions, 
We're tossed about by every wind of doctrine. We're all over the place. Who, who can know it? Who can know what our heart's going to be like tomorrow if that's what we're running our lives on, right? What do you guys think about that so far? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think that's a good distinction to have that it's they were there are two different things. Yeah. Cuz when I, whenever I thought of the soul, I always thought it was a a combination of the mind and heart. Well, that's actually a really good thought because it, it is in a way. And we are going to get to that, but that's a really good it's a really good point. Yeah. Um and you know, I think one thing here too is that you know, we tend to, we can also go the opposite direction from emotional thinking. Uh, and the pendulum can swing the other way and we can say, well, no emotion at all. Emotion is wrong. It's evil. We should just be logical robots. That's who we are as humans. We should be. I don't think that's right either. We're not called to be robots. God gave us emotion. We're told to love God with our heart. So emotion is not wrong. We just can't use it to rule our lives, but we can use it to love God. We can use emotion, our heart, for his glory as well. We use it to connect with other people. We use it to uh, just uh, to see the beauty of creation and just stand in awe of the magnificence. I mean, God did not have to create flowers in all the colors and shapes and with the beautiful sense that he did. He did that for our enjoyment. He did that to show of what an incredible creator he is for our heart, our emotions, right? So I thought this was, this was really interesting. Okay, moving on to the next one, which is soul. And Jacob kind of started us out there, which was, was really fascinating. And what I want to say with the soul, there, there's three main points that I, that I want to make. First is the soul is the part of us that's deeper than emotions or logic. It's the part of humans that science can't account for. It's the breath of life that God breathed into Adam originally, and it's the thing that ties our entire being together. So soul, like Jacob said a little bit earlier, is, is kind of the combination, the culmination of of everything of our mind of our heart all of it wrapped up in our soul throughout scripture it is our souls that are called to restoration our souls are called for, to restoration psalm chapter 23 verse 3 says he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake in order for our minds and hearts to be brought into submission to him so in order for our minds and our hearts to be right with god our soul first has to be right with God. So if your soul is under control, your heart and your mind will follow. So how do we do this? How do we worship God with our soul first? How do we get our soul right with God so that our hearts and our minds can also be right with God? That leads me into my next point, which is our souls are nurtured from time in prayer and through reading of God's word. That's how we nurture our soul. That's how we get our soul right. That's how we love God with our soul. Psalm chapter 19, verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. That's how we revive our soul. So in effect, this is a command to spend time reading the word of God and making it a priority to spend time in prayer. So I thought that was really interesting. You know, getting our soul right allows us to then get our minds and our hearts right. And in a way, this kind of applies, I think, to uh, on a cultural level as well. Um, you know, we have to get our our individual, the individual has to be right with God 
and understand what a biblical society looks like before the family or the church or the civil government can do those things as well. What, what are your thoughts on, on the soul? Yeah. And I mean, it's very much that very basic going back to what, what's been preached in multiple sermons that we have to spend time in the Bible. We have to um, spend time in prayer. But really, that's where everything manifests from. Mm, and yes, and spending time in the Bible, trying to find how it is applicable onto your life. Mm. Right? It it should be done in in a way that you you try and apply it to your life and the way that you're you're doing in in in, in everything. Like yeah. it's not just and. I'm using this as an example, but this is actually quite applicable too, but not just how it involves in your work. It goes even further than that, mm. you know, even further than your work, even and going up until the each government's yeah. the church in the family, Absolutely. In the individual in the, the civil government. And so we, we need to keep that in mind that it applies to everything. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Joe, any uh any thoughts on this that that you'd like to add as well? Not that I can think of, right? Okay. All right, cool. Um okay, well with, with that I'm going to move on to the mind, discussing the mind and our, our reasoning and our worldview should be rooted in the word of God. I mean, this is the mind I think is one of the things that makes the most sense to us as Christians because we, we focus a lot on this and a, a large portion of, I mean, you go to s church on Sunday and what are you learning from the service? You're kind of growing theologically. You're growing in your mind when you study these sorts of things. So this one I think makes the most sense, at least it did to me, um, that, and also adding to this, we, we discussed in depth, we discussed this whole concept of the mind when we were going through Greg Bonson's book, Always Ready. And the way that we reason through things plays into so much of what we do, right? Because when we think about these things and we, we think them through, usually we use the, that information, that line of reasoning to then make decisions. And those decisions have consequences, right? When you take a uh, philo philosophy course, a philosophy um yeah, philosophy course. <laughs> First thing that they say is ideas have consequences, right? Where do those ideas come from? They come from our mind. So our mind is, is vitally important. And Proverbs speaks to our mind immensely. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So those are very similar verses, but they're actually talking about two different things. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's chapter 1, verse 7. So both wisdom and knowledge, which is all mind, <laughs> right? Comes, that's what's in your mind. All of that starts with the fear of the Lord. All of that starts with putting God and his word before anything else. When our minds from a secular, humanistic, atheistic perspective says, we came from monkeys. 
We as Christians know that that's laughable. Why do we know that that's laughable? Because God says we didn't come from monkeys. God says he created us vastly different from the animal kingdom with a soul, with a heart, with a mind. And he's calling us to use them to glorify him. But how do we know that? We know that from his word. We know that using our mind by reading, right? So there are so many ways to glorify God with his mind. And I've, I've just barely scratched the surface. Do you guys have any other thoughts about the mind that, uh, that you'd like to share? <clears throat> and again, like, like I was saying, we're, we're bringing everything captive to a biblical ideology. Mm. And oh, that's a good, every thought captive. That is a great verse. Yep. And, and so the, it goes in, like I was saying before, bring everything back under that understanding, especially yes. when you're reading the Bible and stuff. And, and this is this is how specific it gets to every single thought that you have mm. should be thought of through a biblical perspective. Yes. Oh, and that, that's that great. seems hard. That seems... Yeah, because it is. <laughs> impossible, right. With our sin right. nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's the reality of it. Mm. That is That was really good. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Jake. It's very good. Well, we have five minutes left before I move on to my last topic, which is strength. Is there anything else anybody would like to add to any of these other, these three that we've talked about so far? All right. Okay. Well, strength is the last one. And we touched on this actually a little bit earlier. We were talking about, um, an occupation, right? We were talking about your job, what you do for, for a living. Obviously that's using your strength, but, uh, Colossians chapter three, verse 17 is kind of our, if we had to pick our top five verses for the show, this would be right up there, right? Number one is Matthew 5.13. We're being salt. We're preserving. But also the verse we use at the end of the show every time is in all that you do, do as unto the Lord. Comes directly from this. We kind of pulled it from here. Colossians 3.17 says, and whatever you do in word or notice the next word deed, which is using what your strength Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him, end quote. So whatever you do in word, which is using what? Our mind or deed. That's talking about our physical things, what we do physically in this world. Not just the things that we think, not the ideas we have, but the physical things that we do. Colossians chapter three, verses 23 through 24 kind of stays the same sort of thing, but in a slightly different way. And it's a continuation of verse 17, which is what I just read. So Colossians 3, 23 through 24 says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward, end quote. So we're not just being called to do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks through God the Father through him, we're also called to work heartily and do it as if we were doing it for God. So we're supposed to do what we do for God, but we're also supposed to do it heartily, knowing that from the Lord we'll receive our inheritance as our reward. So this is kind of important. It's, it, it's important that what we spend, and we talked about this when we talked about... Um, Shoot, what's that book called by Ralph Madsen that we read on the show last year? <laughs> uh, <laughs> really good book. Um, How to Find a Job You Can Love. There it is. Okay. Yeah, we spent a whole month with it. And I spent a whole class with it a couple of years ago when I was going through high school. And I completely blanked on the name. That's hilarious. It's a 
brilliant book. If you haven't heard those episodes, go back to like last August or September where we were going through that. But what Ralph Matson was talking about in that book was that what do we spend most of our life doing? If you calculate it out, what do we spend most of the hours of our life doing? It's work, right? We spend most of our life working. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. That's what God created us to do. But we need to make sure that when we are doing that, we're doing it for his glory. And this is one of the trickier ones. This is really hard to figure out because not everyone has the opportunity to, to do this, right? But I think we should be looking, actively seeking opportunities to do this kind of thing. Um, I, I'm blessed to have a kind of job where my, my full-time job, I work as a software engineer, and I'm able right now to work with a client who's actually constructing a Bible study app which is just, it's incredible that providentially God has given me this opportunity. But not everyone has that opportunity. Ralph Matson's book, How to Find a Job You Can Love, is all about making those opportunities, being an entrepreneur. And Jake, I'd love to actually to get your perspective on this because that's kind of what you want to do is make that opportunity for yourself mm-hmm. where you can use your job, use your gifts for God's glory. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean... Put you on the spot yeah, there, certainly. sorry. <laughs> certainly uh i think well the job that i want to do is culinary yeah. and for me i don't know exactly uh how i would make it um you know make it a godly thing but i one you've talked one about in the past of using it as like a ministry or certainly yeah. certainly and then that's that's very basic you know yeah. i think <laughs> that's like that's something that you can apply to everything but um i think especially in the hospitality field but i think um something that i was thinking of that would have been a that i i kind of wish that i had in my area here is a, a restaurant or something a place that I can work for, and this is talking about the employees, if there is a Christian person who wants to kind of go into this field, they're going into a field that is full of addictions, mm. that is full of uh, using the Lord's name in vain, yeah, full of terrible things. Yeah, yeah. Know? And I, I kind of want what my business to be Basically, like a a way of reclaiming, reclaiming, reclaiming cooking for Jesus Christ, right? Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, you brought up you brought up an excellent point last week about video games. Same thing Mm -hmm. in all of these fields, reclaiming them for Jesus Christ, right? right? If that's our goal, make disciples of all nations. That also includes all careers. That also includes every part of society, and cooking is a huge part of that, right? Yeah. If our my my whole thing was that, especially with the video games, and it's a, and it's talking about this topic as well, is that if something looks, if our culture uses it in a terrible way almost every single time, mm. how much more is that an incentive for us to go and say, okay, now we really need to turn this back yes. over to what it's supposed to be? Yes, absolutely. And so just because, <coughs> and that's... You know, like we were saying last week, and now I'm going into a little bit of what we were talking about last week. <laughs> about but, 30 um, seconds. Just, 
just because our culture is is using it in a way that is not honoring to God does not mean that we shouldn't take o- take it over and use it mm. in a God honoring way. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, great point. And way to bring that bring that home. Love it. All right. Well, we are two minutes over time, which is okay. This is a huge topic. I expected we'd be a little bit over. But Joe, is there anything you'd like to say in like 20 to 30 seconds just to kind of wrap things up or anything you'd like to add? No, it's just important that we um, take captive our minds and focus on the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Way to sum up that whole conversation. I love it. All right. Well, thank you everyone so, so much for uh, joining us today. Don't forget, go to trdshow.net. Join us on platforms that don't censor us. Send us an email. Send us a message. Go to trdshow.net slash refer, which is where you can get free stuff like this here mug. And uh, this here mug. I went into Southern Drawl for the mug. All right, fine. Um, T-shirts. We got free T-shirts. We've got free stickers, all sorts of cool stuff. Join it there. Also, you can buy our stuff. Go to our merch store. All of that is on trdshow.net. Also, send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, we will see you uh, Monday, I guess. And remember, everyone, and all that you do, do is unto the Lord. <laughs>